Welcome to the show. It's the Mark and Mark podcast, and this week we have a special guest. We have him back every once in a while when the sports stories start stacking on top of each other. And of course, we're talking about Jeff Shudell of the News Herald and the Morning Journal. I'm sports editor Mark Podolsky of the News Herald and the Morning Journal. I love sports and pop culture, and you are? Entertainment editor Mark Mazoris. I love sports. I love Jeff Shudell. Absolutely. We love having Jeff here every time. It used to be Mark and Jeff, but I got... I know. I got... You, you got you pushed to the off. curb. You can't keep me away. Well, if you if you if your name was started with an M, you'd yeah. feel that better. Since this is the Mark and Mark Mark podcast, so hey, it's fun to be here with you guys. I'm honored. Absolutely, and we're we're glad to have you. And there's a lot to talk about. And we're going to start off with the Browns, of course. The last time we talked to you, the Browns didn't have a they win. They didn't have a win. They got a win. Yeah, they got a win. <laughs> that must have been an historic day at, at, at Progressive. Uh, it, it was. At, at, uh, or whatever. First, first, first Energy Stadium. Well, here, here's, here's a stat for you. So they broke a streak of um, like month and two weeks without, I mean a year and two weeks without winning. But they beat the San Francisco 49ers at home, and they had nothing to play for December of 15. Right. In comes San Diego, December of 16. They had nothing to play for. So last time the Browns beat a team not from the West Coast at the end of the year was October 11th of 2015 when they beat the Ravens. Hey, California, we own you. They got the market corner on California. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. It, as, long it, as, it, as long as it's December late. Bring in the Rams. I'm not scared. Yes. Yeah, they, yeah play the Rams in December next year. Of course, they don't play that. Division. So, of course, the Browns are 1-15, are, are the worst record in, in franchise history. Just an abysmal season. The season pretty much went to my plan, so I guess you know. <laughs> so what, how it played out, which is always the most important thing in Cleveland, is the draft. They got the number one overall pick, and they got the twelfth pick overall. Right. And they're going to have the thirty third pick. Uh, well, we that's don't know Tennessee. yet. They um, they won't know until um. So oh yeah, no, that's right. Yeah, right, right. Let's see, so they're going to have three yeah. three of the top thirty three, which is pretty good. Yeah. You know, who knows how strong yeah, that's this, definitely correct. Yeah, that's yeah. who knows how strong this draft is. But uh, we'll segue into the number one overall pick and the twelfth pick with the big news that happened here in Lake County. Mr. Trubisky of Menor in North Carolina he announced he's declaring for the draft, which you know starts an interesting conversation with the Browns. Obviously, sure. they got to have a quarterback. And, you know, if you're a football fan, you, we all watched last night's national championship game. Clemson wins uh, against Alabama in a thriller. Deshaun Watson, the Clemson quarterback, he I don't think he's declared yet, but he's going to declare. I thought he did weeks ago. I think, I think he, he did. He did not make it official. I think, oh, okay. he, he, I, I think so. That's what I read this morning. He, okay. So I think it was about 99.9% that he was coming out. So, you know, there's other guys like, the Kaiser kid from uh, Notre Dame right. and Brett Kaya from Miami, but I'm guessing these two guys will probably gonna are probably gonna be right. up there yeah. for the top quarterback taken in this draft. And so you're the Browns at number one. Gosh, it's like we have this conversation every year at this time. Although they're not really picking number one every year, but in that one, right, two, right. three range, uh, is this the year that? Do you think they're gonna they're gonna take a quarterback at number one overall? Well, I'll tell you, Mark and Mark, um, <laughs> I if they want that quarterback, he's not the guy they want. Will not be there at twelve. No, you have too many other teams reaching for a quarterback. The 49ers, the Bears, and the Jets. There's no way 
in my opinion, anyway, that no quarterbacks will be off the board by the time you get to 12. But now the ammunition you have with that 12th pick, you can use the 12, maybe a second or third rounder. If you want to go up into that top 10, maybe in the so top, I have two picks in the in top I have four one or five, or whatever. yeah, you know? one and eight or one and five, one right, and six, right. you know. Yeah. I, uh, so, so you're saying because so you Tennessee has the fifth pick, right? They don't need a quarterback. Yeah. You know, if you, maybe you, you sweeten it up by you know, hey, if there's a quarterback on the board, Trubisky or Watson, and you you, you opt from the twelfth pick plus two more picks, yeah, to move back they, down they to do have, They do have picks to to barter with, but um. But you know you're right. If you want that quarterback at one, and this is the guy you believe in, right? If you if you think that guy's good enough to turn your team around, why get him at one instead of twelve? And be no, a big be, deal. And be done with it. Well, you're taking a big gamble if you wait. Yeah, a huge right. gamble. Right. So if, you, if you think I worry that they're going to take a quarterback out of you know some combination of pressure from Haslam or worries about job security. I feel like they're going to you know I'm worried they're going to reach. You got to get a stud there. Whether it's if it's the quarterback that can turn you around, great, but. If, if you don't believe anyone there is worth the pick, you can't take them. Well, but but I'm saying I don't disagree with that theory. But my my point is this. If you think, well, Trubisky is worth the 12th pick, but he isn't worth the first pick, that's a, that's a silly uh, – to me, that's silly because if you think he's going to be the guy that's going to turn your, pick, your team around – Because you still need that – the guy at the 12th pick still needs to be that kind of quarterback, is what yeah. you're saying. Yeah, yeah. and so absolutely, you, you might as well get him with the first pick. Who's going to remember? I mean, it, but if if he turns out to be that guy and someone values him higher than 12 and snatches him away, well, then you're really on the I tell you what, you know, Trubisky. a lot could happen, but, you know, he's going to go through those workouts. He's going to get into the rooms with these GMs. And he's he's gonna kill it. He's right. gonna do well. The, the, the kid is just he's got a he's a bright kid. He's got a good head on his shoulders. He comes from a good family, and you know, matters coach Steve Chirisano told me he goes, you would look at him. I'm telling he was, I promise you, he was gonna be like the perfect model for an NFL quarterback. Now that doesn't mean necessarily translate. He's gonna be great, right? But for what you're looking for, a guy that can adjust to. Being in the shotgun and going to a under center, which is going to be a it's a big transition it for is, a lot of these okay. guys. You're right. You know, I, I don't know if Deshaun Watson's ever taken a snap under center since he's been in college. Right, but he's a smart guy too. Very he, smart guy. He graduated already. Right. And I, in an interview with him last night, I was impressed by him. Yeah. So let's take the Trubisky Lake County factor. Absolutely. Out of, that, that doesn't no. mean anything. Right. Um. You can if, but the Browns, of course, have so many holes, and this is why so many number one quarterbacks fail. Because they're going on a horrible football team. Right. It's not just like that's the only piece missing. Right. I mean, look at this football team I cover. <laughs> I mean, they need offensive line help, defensive line help, everything. Linebackers, safety. Right. They need everything. But still, you have to have that quarterback first because they have nothing yet. They have nothing. I mean, RG3. Right. I, I think he he's the only one that could I mean, it's the, it's the biggest hole in this team. Do you agree with that, Mark? It's the biggest hole? Yeah. It, yes, but I agree with Jeff also that there are many holes. And I, Okay, the Browns just switched defensive coordinators, I think made an upgrade from Ray Horton yeah. to uh, Greg Williams. 
I wonder if part of that conversation with Greg Williams, and look, maybe the guy just needed a job, but you wonder if part of it wasn't like, hey, we really like Miles Garrett with the first pick. We're probably going to do that. Come coach him. You know, I wonder if those discussions weren't already going on. Well, that could have been. That could have been for sure. But um, here's my problem. I don't want to take a quarterback number one because it doesn't sound like any of them are worth it, but I also don't have the answer of how we're going to get our quarterback then. So it's a bad situation. As the draft gets closer, Jimmy Garoppolo's name is going to come up. I wanted to ask you about him. And here's my opinion on that. I have, an, I have a real strong opinion, but I want to hear yours. Okay, he started two freaking games. Can we say freaking on the <laughs> yes, podcast? He started job. two freaking games, yeah. got hurt in the second start. Yeah. Now, why do you Very Browns-like. Very Browns-like. <laughs> and, and here's the other aspect of him. His contract ends at the end of 2017. So if you give a, your second first-round pick to him, which for him, which to me is way too high. Right. Or um, maybe you can give him the second second rounder, but still you are now you have to give him a new contract, right? A big contract. Otherwise, he'll say, "Forget it. I'll just wait for free agency." Right. So now you are throwing a ton of money at a guy who started two games, and because he played, he looked good in two games. But Matt, Ca- then I have two other words: Matt Castle. Right. I mean, so would you be okay with Jimmy Garoppolo? I haven't seen enough, but I don't hate that idea in a vacuum. I mean, I, mean, I don't want to. I like your. I like your price. You know, maybe the second second rounder or something like that. I don't want to give up one of. I don't want to give up the twelfth pick. Certainly wouldn't give up the top overall. It do, it does bother me. Like it's, I like it saying seems like a, It seems like a weird double standard. Like we ding Carson Wentz because he came from FCS. Well, guess what? So did Jimmy Garoppolo. We ding Trubisky because he doesn't have enough experience. But you mentioned Garoppolo has two starts under his belt. I mean, I know. There's something about being in an NFL building for two or three years like he has been, which helps, and you know, working with Tom Brady, which obviously helps. But it's like you want to you want to give up tons of assets, and we all feel Garoppolo's a slam dunk. I mean, I, is he a slam dunk? I don't know. I think mean, you know what? Why don't you just wait a year and get him? When, if he's going to be a free agent at the end of yeah. someone else will probably they'll probably trade him with somebody else, but. Um, I just I don't. Well, wait. Here's another theory, Mark. You'll you'll love this. You basically said let's tank this season and get more draft picks. Why don't they just tank it again and gear it up for 2018? I know there'll be nobody left in the stands. (laughs) Yeah, I know this is me. uh, I mean, it sounds like that's what it's going to come down to. I mean, like everybody's saying there's not a quarterback to draft. Well, don't draft a quarterback. Well, just start stockpiling the best players available. But guess what? We talked about this before the show starts. You got to. Hall of Famer, you got a, a, a lock Hall of Famer at left tackle, and it didn't get you anything for ten years. No, you got, got you nowhere for ten years. No. If you don't have the quarterback, and this is my philosophy is, but that, that's oversimplifying it too. You've made you've missed on quarterbacks for sure, and that's the biggest problem. But they've missed on draft after draft after right. draft at position after position after position. So just a left tackle isn't going to help anyone. What right? I'm, yeah. what I'm, right. my, my point is though, like it just shows you how valuable. The quarterback is, and if you don't have it in the NFL, you don't have a shot. You know, realize the only two players on this team drafted by the Browns before 2014, the Stalin roster, Joe's, Joe Hayden, Joe, and Joe Thomas. I mean, that's it from 2014. I mean, you get you have the two picks and two first round picks in 2012 gone. Yeah, you know. My, my philosophy is, if you don't have a quarterback, you 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 have to keep going at it. 
You can't just say, well, there's not a good enough guy and we're not going to address quarterback. That's just, you know, you're just going to be stuck in mediocrity for right. 10 years. Yeah. And look, and they've been stuck in that for 20 years. Yeah. I, I'm going to just, like, I know. Not that, even mediocrity. I know it's tough yeah, to right. say this after 1 of 15, but again, this is the season more or less I thought we were going to get. I still like this new brain trust. I'm, I still want to give them every chance. I like hearing Deep Podesta talk about how they're just going to keep taking shots at quarterbacks different way, free agent draft. Yeah. Like, you have to. That's not a new philosophy. That's like Holmgren said. Yeah. No, but, but, and they weren't allowed to stick around. I just think. Uh, I just don't think there's one way to do it, you know. I mean, I certainly thought I certainly wanted them to get the first pick because I wanted a quarterback, but now I don't think he's there. So you have to. I think you have to adjust. You know. You know th- what about this theory though? What if a team offers the farm to the Browns and really lugs Watson or, or Trubisky or, or Garrett or some other mm-hmm. guy, Jonathan Allen? Do you entertain that thought? For well, sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if somebody... I mean, like, you, you, this is like heaven for you. You just do the best <laughs> thing you judge for your franchise at any given... I, I, I hate these hard and fast rules. You don't do this. You do do this. You do whatever you think is the best decision in any given yeah. circumstance. But I don't, I don't think there's a player up there that anybody's going to fall in love with enough to give you the fall. You say that no, now. No one is good as Jerry. You God. say that now. But what did the yeah. Eagles do for Carson Wentz? They yeah. fell in love with them and they offered. I, to your point, I do think you could set your clock to this, right? These three, these top three quarterbacks are what ranks pretty low. But they'll go the, way through the process. Teams start falling in love with it every time. Every year. I and that, that's what I'm saying. That's why I brought up Blaine Gabbert and uh, Jake Locker and Christian Ponder. Right. All those guys w- went in the same no. round. I think it was in 2012 right. or whatever it was, and. Um, yeah, I think that was the year. So anyway, I mean, those guys all were flops, all of them. And uh, and just because you draft a guy high, that doesn't that doesn't mean he's going to be good. No, we certainly have seen that. Absolutely not. And but it, it all comes down to the quarterback situation. You you wonder what they're thinking, what they're targeting. You know, do they sit back and wait and hope a guy? You know, it, there's a possibility all of them could be available at 12. Yeah. If they don't take a quarterback, I mean, it, it's it's very unlikely in my opinion, but I mean, it doesn't. It's not out of the realm that you know. I mean, here's what I, here's what I predict: if the Browns pass on Trubisky, and Josh McDaniels takes that 49ers job, he is going to take Trubisky and make him. Make him Tom Brady. That's great. That's great news for the Browns, isn't it? Yeah, wouldn't, that that be, wouldn't that be just a wonderful story unfolding 10 years from now? Can you see that, though? That would uh, be wonders for our collective health here at Northeast Ohio. Could you see that? I could totally see that. Yeah, I mean, anything's possible. But, the, but he could also, Josh McDaniels could flame out like he flamed out in Denver. Like, just all Right, yeah, that could happen. But I think that his second time around, he's going to be less authoritarian, which I think is what Bill, got Bill, That's what happened there. to Bill. Remember? <laughs> right, so right. That, that's what helped Bill the second time around. Right. Yeah, so... Um, is McDaniels, you think he's going to get that 49ers job? Well, I mean, I, I certainly don't have any inside right. information, but um, I think that he probably has a good chance at it. What do you guys, What do each of you think? Do you think the Browns take a quarterback at one, or do you think they go one of these defensive players? I think they take a quarterback. I think they know that you got to take a quarterback. I think, yeah. I think, I think they're going to reach. I mean, it, look, it, it's all about perception. It doesn't matter what Mel Kuypers and Todd McShays of the world say. If the Browns are sitting there and these reports that have come out in the last month, whatever, that one says you take, I think someone's quoted as a scout or someone saying 
you take Mitch Jabrisky number one, he's a lock, take him number one, but whatever. If the Browns think that, if that's true, then you just take him. Right. If, look, they I, like, if they like Watson from Clemson, you take him. I've never exchanged two words with Mr. B- Mitch Trubisky. I don't know him at all. But I worry about that kid for the pressure he would feel being the number one overall pick. No, absolutely. Of all teams. You know what, though? I, oh, my gosh. You know what? I think – I don't know. I, somehow I think it, that's probably right, but I somehow feel it's a little different than than Bernie coming here because you know, Bernie engineered the uh, – Supplemental. supplemental draft to get here and everything, and, mm-hmm. and I just somehow I feel it's going to be different with Trubisky. I don't know. I don't but know. I, I just tell you what, he if comes you up, didn't have a chance to talk to him. He is unbelievably impressive, and I don't doubt that. He is. I don't, he I don't is. I mean, he talk, you look. He looks in the eye when he's talking right. to you, and oh, he is so much. I just think Cleveland is just waiting for their quarterback savior, and we always want it to be the local. I mean, we've had Charlie Fry and Brady Quinn, and but that, uh, that locality, who else am I forgetting? Like. We've done that trick, Brian Hoyer. We've done that trick before. And I just think it's an added layer of pressure. Not that he couldn't succeed. Not that it wouldn't be great if he did. But Look, I, I don't think the fact that uh, Quinn was from Dublin or Charlie Fry was from Akron. I don't really think that factored in. No. I mean, you know, the way I look at it is this: in the NFL, talent trumps everything. Right. I, I don't care if he's from Menor or from wherever, California. That that kid is. A great quarterback. He knows how to play the position. He's got the moxie, and I'm not just saying it's because I, I covered him in high school, but and watched him in college. The kid can play. Now we'll see. Is he ready? I don't know. You know, the best of big thing about him, and we haven't really talked about this as much. If you do draft Trubisky, can you play him in 2017, or do you, do you need to have a stopgap in between? I think I think he should have a stopgap, and I think RG three could be that guy. Um, he's under contract for one more year. So they're planning to bring him back, don't you think? I think so. Yeah. We have nobody. Yeah, yeah I always he, thought he would slide into the Josh McCown role and be the, the right. stopgap. Yeah, I don't know if he, if he has that personality. But um, I, I think that he, he, as long as he'll stay on his, stay upright, he might not be. <laughs> Big but, F there. Yeah, so whoever they draft, I don't think he has to start right away. But I'm telling you what, well, again, we got to take the mentor factor out of it. I thought Deshaun Watson last night was fantastic. Dude, He's the guy I, I had in mind all year, and then he kind of fell down a little bit. He's thrown a lot of picks. He's thrown almost twenty picks this year. Yeah, well, I think like eighteen or nineteen picks. Well, that may not that. And it's another thing about Mitch. That touchdown, the interception ratio was was Brady like. I mean, yeah, thirty to 30 six. To six yeah. yeah, and I it, wouldn't it, sleep at Watson. And, and I think a big factor with Trubisky too, and I think the thing that NFL. GMs and whoever decision makers love, 25, 20 years ago, you needed to throw the ball through the side of a brick wall. Right, yeah. Now I think it's, we can live without arm strength, but are, are you accurate? Can you hit those yeah. tiny, tiny spots? And his, Matryoshka's completion, yeah. it was almost 70%. Right. And you know what I liked in that, in that sun ball? I was that last drive was brilliant. So was the first one. But he was—he really did seem to do a good job of, you know, he's looking to the right, and then that receiver's covered. Boom, he knew right where the guy was, yeah. the secondary receiver was. Throwing the spots. Yeah. What you got to do in the NFL right, nowadays. Right, exactly what you have to do. You and can't so, throw to open receivers. You got to throw the spots. Right, yeah. So we'll see. I mean, it's, it's a long way to go. There's that process of the, dra- of the combine, 
in February, and then his pro day, and then yeah. all these other guys are going to have pro days. And yeah, will Trubisky go to the uh, combine? Yes, don't, he will. He'll, he'll be okay. there. All right. He won't be in the Senior Bowl. He won't be the he didn't graduate bowl. in December. But so that's going to be a rather busy time. We'll have Cavs in the playoffs. Oh man, the draft and the Indians. Yeah, all at the same time. Yeah. Monsters in the playoffs, maybe. Big time monsters. But that's a good segue to the uh, Indians. And the big signing was, of course, I always get his last name. Edwin Encarnacion. En- Encarn- How do you say it again? Encarnacion. Encarnacion. I, I just cannot do it. It's not, I mean, I, when I'm spelling it, my fingers get tangled. Right. It's three years, $60 million deal? Yeah. With a, with a club option for 2000. You know, I, you know, Robbie Almar was a great signing, huge signing. For a team that had a lot ton of stars, you wonder is this the biggest signing in Indians history for agent? Well, I'm telling you what, I mean this is this is a big commitment, and if he and if this doesn't work out, I really feel bad for the Indians because no. I mean his track record, he he'll play 140 games. His and, you know, his last least, five years has been amazing, right? The and, numbers and, and it's been it's been steady. Yeah, it's not one of those deals where he hit twenty five home runs, then he hit fifty three, then yeah. he hit twenty five. He's, he's thirty four, right? Thirty five, yeah, thirty four, yeah. You know, tails off at some point. Yeah, it does. But I, I, I like, I like the fact that I mean, I liked Napoli. I thought he was great, clubhouse guy, fun. Yeah. Fans liked like don't like Encarnacion. Right, you're gonna have trouble saying party at Encarnacion. Right. No, I can't say that at all. But, but uh, no, it's, but I think it's. Poppy had a good season at 40, right? Right. But as much as Napoli had a fine season, I think this is an upgrade. Oh, yeah. I don't think anyone would disagree. You know, with I that. mean, this is a major upgrade. And he doesn't strike out as often as Napoli. And see, everybody, you know, the Indian, if he would have just hit halfway decent, on the Indians would have won the World Series. Oh, Napoli? Yeah. yeah. He really did he, not. He had one, had one RBI in, in seven games. Yeah, he does not he come cannot, to... He cannot. He struck out like 21 times. He can't do and that. And I'll tell you what is so. Uh, Kind of a hidden thing in Major League Baseball nowadays is, you know, once the steroid era ended, it is hard to find these kind of guys. Oh, yeah. These 35, 40 home horns guys, 110, 120 RBI guys. They don't they don't grow on trees like they did back in the mid-90s where everybody was doing that. So to get that kind of guy, man, it's just the stability it's going to bring to the middle of that order. And, of course, is... Brantley going to be back? That's the big question that everybody wants to know. Have you heard anything about this? Well, I wrote that in Sunday's paper. And, right. Um, and cautiously optimistic is the best way to describe it. You know, right. Because they were optimistic at this point um, well, a year ago. Yeah. But uh, I mean, do, do, you, do you think he's going to break spring training with them? And... I think so. But... Um, you know, just, I mean, all I could go by is what Antonetti right. and Mike Chernoff say. They kind of just were very vague in yeah. all their statements, which, and, of course, they're going to be. Yeah. yeah. No, he's taking dry swings now, which means he's just swinging the bag, right. and hitting the ball off the right. tee. He doesn't want, they don't even want that resistance. And um, Isn't it strange, though? Like, everybody's optimistic about Brantley, but then you hear these weird stories that, like, it's worse than they could have ever imagined. You know, I was it, it, a lot of it's Twitter yeah, Gone you know what though? I mean, I, I like, you know, I always have to keep that in the back of your mind. But I remember last year, Peter Gammon saying he's not going to be ready to log it. Right. And everybody's like, well, he, there's You're this, crazy. This, this yeah. is smoke. Yeah. Yeah. Well, guess what? Even that was optimistic. Right. In 11 out. games last year. 11 games. They missed, yeah. And when you think that he missed, 
he missed 151 games, not counting the, the playoffs, obviously. But you, can, you can just imagine what that lineup is going to look like if oh. he's in there. It's That turns that lineup into like an all-star lineup almost. Uh, yeah, you got to think about Kipnis, Lindor, Brantley, Encarnacion, Carlos Santana. And, you, and then you have uh, Jose Ramirez hitting sixth. Yeah, Naquin. And, and Naquin. And, 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 uh, and Gomes, who was, who was uh, had a great season two years ago yeah. for a catcher. Yeah, and uh, that's a bad that's a pretty solid lineup. Yeah. So, so are the fans going to come out? That's a good question. Well, they've had a, a bump in uh, I read that. ticket yeah. sales. Yeah. And so I think that they will. And Can uh, they sustain? That's the thing. Well, you know, I mean, the weather the weather here in April is so bad. Yeah. I mean, man, I'll tell you what. Covering that opener last year, the Red Sox, <laughs> it was... You yeah, still haven't so, warmed up. It was colder than most Browns games. Yeah. You, you know, you... You wonder um, just what expectations will do to the team now, though. Well, that's a good question. I mean, that's you know, a good question. I mean, they're going to be tabbed as probably the favorite now. Them uh, are the Red Sox, that, right? Yeah, I think they'll be you know, the favorites to, yeah, to win the AL, right? Yeah, I would or, think. And them are the Red Sox. The Red Sox pitching staff now. Right. And yeah, Chris Sale. That's pretty solid, too. You know, but, that's another thing with this Indian staff, too. Like, if you get these guys all healthy, my gosh, you can just imagine well, the possibilities. Yeah, the, the good. The positive way of looking at those injuries is they they weren't Tommy John or shoulder reconstruction or right. anything like that. Right. They were a broken hand and a forearm injury. Right. So those, I mean, those should heal fine, right? So, Mark, are you on the Indians bandwagon? You getting ready to jump on? I am, but I probably won't put my money where my mouth is. No, I won't go to a lot, but uh, yeah, I'm excited. How do you feel about Edwin? That's a great signing, but as you know, I'm not I'm not the expert on baseball. So <laughs> I, I I like I like that they went out and spend. I I don't have this anti Dolan feeling yeah. that a lot of people seem to have had. So I, I in the way that you said, I, I'll feel bad for him if it doesn't work out because I think they've tried again. I hope the fans that mean something. I hope they come out. And we'll see. You know, I read in your story they've got a hundred thirty million dollar payroll now. Yeah, which is very yeah un Dolan esque. Yeah, yeah. But so. I think you know talking about the fans. Will they come out? You know, I, I hope that, and I want to see what you think about this. I hope the fans aren't like, because that, that general feeling when they really were stuck in the rut, attendance-wise, well, like, you know, the Dolans don't spend any money. The general feeling felt like they don't like the Dolans. Mm-hmm. I mean, for what they're doing now, the way they constructed this team, I mean, how could you put any of this blame on the Dolans right now? Yeah, that's still- I agree. You know, it's if you're holding this against the Dolans, then this is ridiculous. That's the reason why you're not going to the ballpark. I mean, and when you look at the Cavaliers, David Griffin is really a good general manager. Absolutely. And and uh, and obviously, um, Dan Gilbert's willing to spend money. I, I think we can talk about this another time. But the NBA salary cap is a joke. A complete that, joke. That, that, that's it's not a cap. You, you cannot have a league like that where well, yeah, why even have a cap? Right. It, but, All these rules where you can just Bypass everything. Yeah, and, 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 and as long as it's working for the Cavs, I don't want anything <laughs> well, to change. Yeah, that, and that's what the Yankees and Red Sox fans. Oh yeah, I hated baseball. But right. uh, um, <laughs> so, but anyway, so I mean, that organization. Even if you take away Gilbert's willingness to spend, I mean, David Griffin pulling off this Corver trade yeah. was really slick. And um, yeah, I mean, signing LeBron is not slick. You just give the guy whatever you right. can. But um, and and. The Indians are really well run. Then you got 
a team in Berea. <laughs> Give the Browns time. Let's see in three years how, how they're Another good segue into the – let's talk about – let's talk, let's talk to, a little bit about Cavs before we close up the show. You mentioned the Kyle Corbett trade, which they basically got him for nothing. You know, yeah, I mean, to, to your point about David Griffin, I mean, I, I think he, he needs a statue next to LeBron. I think for all these jokes, LeBron runs a team. I think Griffin's been a godsend since he's been here. I just think he just always makes these little moves that are always making right. the team better. I, I can't think of a, you know, a sizable move that's blown up in his face. I mean, this guy's sharp, and yeah. his staff is sharp. I mean, you know. A couple of years ago, he gets Shumpert and he gets J.R. Smith. And Which I thought was insane at the time, bringing right. J.R. Smith in. And now look how important he's been. And and Kyle Corver's a good shooter. He's a good team guy. Talk about a guy destined to play with LeBron James. He's yeah. going to get so many more open looks on this Cavs team than he's been getting. Okay, yeah. I'm gonna, I want to play uh, cool you down a little bit. Was this, was this the right move, though? Because they need a backup point guard, right? Well, I think they'll still do yeah, something I think, there. Yeah, I think they'll do something there. The guys that you know, I've read about, and they're all kind of injured. Um, so I'm surprised the Browns don't get. But anyway, um, the uh, they do they do need a point guard. Yeah. But still, I think that uh, getting Corver, it's not like now they have him, they can't go get the point guard. Right. So, I mean, obviously the big the big thing is the three point shooting. But in terms of how he fits in, and how do you think he'll fit into this rotation? And where do you think that they're, you're gonna? How many minutes do you think he'll be playing? He'll probably you, play fewer minutes than he did in. Uh, Atlanta, perhaps. I don't know. I'm, I'm not. Right. You know, they. I think Tyron Lewis said he's going to come off the bench, but right. I bet it's one of those situations where Liggins starts, right. get a few minutes of him matched up against the other two or three, wherever you put him. But then I bet I bet Corver gets more and more minutes, and I bet he gets a, like in close games. I bet he gets a lot of stretch, yeah. uh, stress, home stretch minutes. Whatever I'm trying to say. Right. And so I mean, and this until is good, Smith is back, then that's very right. different. This is a good time to get him. You know, you have more than you know, half the season right. to uh, to work him in exactly how you want him for the playoffs. So, um, weren't they supposed to get him like two or three years ago? I don't recall that. I, I, thought, I do not. I've always that. wanted him because I love. He's one of those guys I just love watching shoot. Yeah, he definitely can shoot. Yeah. No he's one of those guys when he gets an open shot against you and it doesn't go in, you're like, thank God. I don't know. I tell happens. you though, this team though, it's it's impressive because the way they can shoot threes and the way when you want LeBron to take right. over inside, it's just. It's almost impossible to guard this team now. If they want to spread you out, just think about the lineups they can put together yeah, with Love crazy. and, and uh, Fry and Corver and, and right. just and letting Kyrie and LeBron just get in there and when dice. Smith, when he gets back, this, this, him a, and mix. this is like the 2014 uh, 15 Warriors. Yeah. Like, I mean, they were, they're, it's fun to watch that. I'm right. not a big NBA guy. I just, you know, standing around and clear out to go one and one. That right. bores me. Right. But when you when you got that ball going around the perimeter, right. you know, San Antonio and the Cavaliers and now and, and Golden State, those three teams, they're fun to watch because they have good ball movement. Yeah, ball movement is just beautiful offense. And the Cavs, you know, when LeBron first came back, it was a lot of isolation ball, and now they've figured it out and they've got better pieces, and it's so much fun to watch. Yeah. All right, we're going to wrap it up. Jeff, if people want to follow you on Twitter, where are you at? At JS Pro Insider. We did a poll yesterday on uh, who should the Browns pick with that first pick. I gave them Trubisky, Jonathan Allen, Garrett, um, Miles Garrett, or trade the pick. Last I looked, twelve hundred thirty votes, which is is uh, a record. Nice for, uh, Twitter poll. And you're at, at JS at, at Pro Insider. There's still time to vote on that, by the way. <laughs> you're not giving the results yet. Um, well, I'll tell you what. It, it, it was. Overwhelmingly, go get Miles Garrett. Oh, it was like forty nine percent Garrett. Um, I'm 19, proud of you, Browns fans. Nineteen percent Trubisky. 
um, a small percentage on Allen. That's going to go down after last night. Yeah. And then uh, about 20% said trade the pick. Was that kind of surprising? What would your pick be? Garrett. Where are you at on Twitter? Um, At Mark Mazouris. And I want to plug one thing. I got a feature on this new horror movie. I don't know if it's any good. I'm not seeing it before the release. It's called The Bye-Bye Man. It was shot largely around Northeast Ohio, including at a house in Richmond Heights where a lot of this really? stuff takes place. They also shot the train sequences are in Independence. They did some flashback scene in huh. some house in Parma, Cleveland, Cleveland Heights. Oh, and a Baldwin Wallace uh, subbing in for some Wisconsin college. So I talked to the director, Stacy Title. It was a great interview. I'm finishing up that story now. I've heard so. some good things about this movie. Yeah. It It's one of those ones after I talked to the director. Now, I went on like, eh, you know, because horror's not really my bag. Now I talked to the director. I'm like, I can't wait to see this movie. She's great. You know, so. <laughs> All right. I am at M. Poto. So, Jeff, I want to thank you for joining us. It was fun as usual. Hey, I'm my sh- pleasure. I feel honored. It's a good <laughs> thing. Listen, it's, it'll be draft season coming up. We'll have you back for sure, and there's no question about that. So, Jeff, thanks for joining us. Until next time, thanks for listening. This has been a production of the News Herald in Willoughby, Ohio, part of 21st Century Media and Digital First Media.